The day began with Donald Trump and his co-defendant and valet, Waltine Nauta, being arraigned yet again in the federal court for the Southern District of Florida on special counsel Jack Smith's superseding indictment relating to Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice. Then things heated up from there. Special counsel Jack Smith filed a motion in the other federal criminal case, the new federal criminal case against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., for Trump's crimes relating to the 2020 election, with Jack Smith requesting a January 2nd, 2024 trial date and calling out Trump's lawyers for trying to delay, delay, delay. A trial setting conference is scheduled for this month on August 28th, and a hearing on Jack Smith's motion for a protective order is scheduled for Friday, August 11th. Donald Trump, meanwhile, with the help of of MAGA Republicans in Congress and right-wing propaganda networks like Fox is spreading the deranged lie that the January 6th committee documents and material has been destroyed by the January 6th committee. This, as special counsel Jack Smith put in the motion he just filed in federal court seeking a trial date that He's actually trying to turn over discovery to Trump's lawyers. That includes all of the January 6th committee records, but Trump's lawyers are refusing to accept it as they engage in their frivolous objection to special counsel Jack Smith's protective order. Folks, we are on the eve of Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis' indictment of Donald Trump for crimes relating to the 2020 election in Georgia. And we expect an indictment against Trump and dozens of more indictments against Trump's co-conspirators to be filed next week. So what is Donald Trump doing? He continues to attack Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis in the most vile, personal, racist and misogynistic ways. And he has even taken out a massive TV buy in Atlanta to put a commercial on spreading these lies. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, for her part, sent out a very powerful letter to her staff within the district attorney's office asking her colleagues to rise above this and as MAGA goes low, to be professional at all times. Meanwhile, the Republican impeachment charade of President Joe Biden continues to crash and burn as MAGA Republicans now say they don't need there to be any crimes against President Biden for there to be an impeachment. If it looks bad because Hunter Biden, as a private citizen, knew someone who knew someone who did something, that somehow President Joe Biden should be impeached for that. No word yet for MAGA Republicans on the $2 billion given to Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who said that Kushner, who couldn't get a security clearance and ran America's Middle East policy for Trump, was, quote, in his pocket and may have given him a kill list. President Biden, meanwhile, continues to tour the country to speak out about his policies for 
example, encouraging enrollment by military veterans for new benefits under the recently passed PACT Act. And President Biden continues to discuss infrastructure projects going up across the country as a result of his Infrastructure Act. You see the contrast here between normalcy doing things for the American people and whatever is going on in the traitorous criminality world of Megan. Before beginning today's show, our hearts go out to everybody in Maui who has been impacted by the devastating wildfires, those who know loved ones who have lost their lives, those who have been severely impacted, injured, hurt, Our heart goes out with you. It is truly devastating. President Biden has stated that he is putting all available resources to do whatever is necessary to help uh, the people in Maui and to provide any disaster relief. This is the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett. It's possible Jordy will be joining us in a little bit, but Jordy may be off for the evening. We'll see. We'll see. Jordy, you know, Jordy's a busy guy, you know, Jordy's got to get his beauty rest. You know, there's there's a lot of things Jordy does in the background to make sure that he looks the way he does on the air. So, you know, you, you got to respect the Jordy game. No, we, we, we're going to miss Jordy here. And yeah, my heart goes out to everyone in Hawaii, everyone in Maui. I, I was in Lahaina um, not too long ago. I, I went in December and had the greatest time. And I was there on Front Street. That's that's basically where I stayed. And seeing these images of the destruction is just heart wrenching. And uh, if you could do anything to support the people in Lahaina and Maui. Uh, Google it. There are plenty of uh, resources out there uh, that that you could find. Uh, You know what I realized, Ben? Uh, Donald Trump arraigned this morning on superseding charges with Walt Nauta. Mm -hmm. feels like we've gotten to a point where it's like not even making major news when the former president of the United States is arraigned, right? Didn't it today feel like a blip? I understand that he wasn't there. And so that is one of the reasons why it wasn't the same sort of coverage. But it just shows you at the point. I think everyone right now, we're all eyes on Georgia. We had Michael Popak of Legal AF and the Midas Touch Network on the scene in front of the courthouse in Georgia awaiting news there. Pretty cool to have that level of coverage. And, uh, you you know, things are going to keep heating up and getting crazier. I see Trump is just simply employing the same strategy that he's used throughout his political career here. And I guess throughout his general career, which is just, you know, lie, attack, gaslight, just be a complete and total monster. And now we're starting to see what that looks like up against the weight of the law. And I think we're going to continue to see the judge push back, the Department of Justice push back. And we're finally in the finding out stage for Donald Trump. Couldn't agree more with you. And you see the difference between facts and actual evidence and documents and recordings and photographs. And then Donald Trump just goes back to the old playbook, ranting, raving, spreading conspiracies. But sadly, you have the Republican Party completely taken over by MAGA. It's now the MAGA Republican Party. You've got the propaganda network known as Fox working hand in glove with the MAGA Republicans in Congress and just spreading these lies. It doesn't matter how deranged it is, right? doesn't matter. Is there evidence? Is there no evidence against President Joe Biden? doesn't matter. They just say, "Ah, we hope so. We hope so. So we're just going to say that there is and we'll just we'll run with it. it. It doesn't really matter. And it is a depressing thing to see that that is the state of the 
Republican Party. I, I, I wish it wasn't the case. And Brett, to your point, and as Donald Trump infamously said that he could stand in Fifth Avenue and shoot and kill somebody and he would still be supported by his base, he can steal nuclear codes, even worse in many ways, steal nuclear codes, which probably resulted in the deaths of many, many people based on his theft of national defense information, show it to strangers. We could learn that he then tried to destroy surveillance footage. He could show up for a superseding indictment and his base, the MAGA Republican cult, simply doesn't care. All he has to do is post some conspiracy meme by an account called Fruit Snacks that spread lies about the January 6th insurrection. And then that's good for them. Okay, got it. He, he did a meme by Fruit Snacks. Um, and evidence and things just simply don't matter at all. But that's why we have to continue to shine a light. We have to be relentless about it here. It's one of the reasons why we created MidasTouch.com as well, while our digital reach on YouTube and through the podcast is certainly significant. I think that it is important to have a homepage, a website, that also gets out this written news and posts the documents that serves as a complement to all of the work that we're doing here. Because you're right, Brett, like, was it just the blip today that Donald Trump was arraigned again on a superseding indictment for destroying surveillance footage or conspiring to destroy surveillance footage at Mar-a-Lago along with two co-defendants, a valet and a maintenance worker? How about the fact that the maintenance worker, just like Walty Nauta did this whole shtick as well, said, oh, I can't find a local lawyer. I need delay. So ultimately, the maintenance worker, Carlos de Oliveira, continued his arraignment as well, saying he needs to find a new lawyer, Trump, and now to meanwhile pled not guilty there. That's how the morning started. We're on the West Coast. So what, by 7.30 a.m., you know, that news broke. And you're right. It's like, no, like, that's why I really want to talk about it. I want to reflect on it, you know, just for a moment here about how serious those charges are. The fact that Donald Trump, was, you know, one of the things in the superseding indictment, right, was the addition of the fact that those were indeed war plans, war plans that he stole and was basically showing to strangers at Bedminster. You know, the ghost writers of Mark Meadows' book saying, here, take a look, doesn't this make me look cool? Aren't I bet? That's what Donald Trump said. Doesn't this make me look better than General Milley? Ha, doesn't this make me so right? I mean, who, who talks like that and then shows these war plans and then him and all of the Fox uh, echo chamber and all of the MAGA Republicans say, oh, no, it was just a bunch of magazines, right? So then Jack Smith files. Well, actually, no, there wasn't magazines. It was the war plans and we have the war plans. And then what do they do? They make up a conspiracy. Oh, OK. The new conspiracy is that the January 6th committee destroyed everything. That That's what they came they up just with. They make things up. They make that up with. They go, the January 6th committee destroyed all of their evidence and the witness interviews. And it's all available online, number one. Number two, it was all turned over to special counsel Jack Smith. It's in the motion that special counsel Jack Smith filed today where Jack Smith wants to set this trial date, January 6th, 20, uh, January 2nd of 2024. Um, Jack Smith saying, hey, look, we turned over, we want to turn over all of these records. 
we have uh, we have the the January sixth committee records. We've got the witness interviews. Everything's ready to go. Donald Trump is the one blocking us from turning over these records. So at the same time, Trump is blocking Jack Smith from turning over the records, making up frivolous arguments about the protective order and saying until the judge rules on the protective order, we don't want to receive the documents from you, Jack Smith. Jack Smith's like, okay, why don't we do an interim protective order? And if the judge ultimately adopts the protective order, the the weird protective order that your lawyers want, then all of the documents we've turned over will then be subject to your protective order. Let us get you the documents. But no, just think about that. Jack Smith wants to turn them over and Donald Trump saying no, and then going out there and spreading the lies that he doesn't have the documents and that the January 6th committee destroyed the records. And he's doing interviews about it, and it is totally and utterly deranged. But I like the special counsel, Jack Smith, is being aggressive. You know, he is seeking a trial date January 2nd, 2024, in the case he just filed in Washington, D.C. We have the schedule up right now, uh, January 2nd, 2024 trial date, December 11th, 2023 jury selection, December 8th, 2023 final pretrial conference, and then the dates track back from there giving Trump until September 25th, 2023 to file any Rule 12 or other dispositive motions. This case is before federal judge Tanya S. Chutkin. I don't know about you, Brett. I think from what I've seen and Judge Chutkin expediting this case, I do think that she will either grant that trial date in January 2nd, 2024, or have it go February or, or even March, even if that means kicking some of the other Trump criminal cases that exist. But that yeah. hearing that will ultimately de decide whether or not this schedule order by Jack Smith's adopted or a variation, that's set to take place August 28th. And the hearing on the protective order is scheduled for Friday, where Donald Trump wants this protective order that would basically allow him to gain access or to, to leak the identities or furnish to the public the identities of witnesses and kind of interfere yeah. with grand jury secrecy. Yeah, you really don't have to read between the lines of all of Trump's filings to see what he wants here when he is fighting against the protective order or the changes that he wants to this protective order motion filed by special counsel Jack Smith. He basically wants full range in order to intimidate witnesses. Like, let's be clear about what he wants to do. He wants to be able to continue to do what he has been doing. He wants to selectively leak evidence to the public. He wants to be able to use his platform to spread these lies and to damage the trial against him. That's what he wants. And so Jack Smith is trying to stop that. But you have Judge Chutkin, who is a no-nonsense judge, who takes no BS, by the way, from either side. And so I am very curious to see when this trial date lands on. But for those wondering, I mean, a January 2nd trial date would be an incredible speedy trial. Remember, this is the U.S. legal system. And that means that even if it is pushed back by Judge Chutkin, this is going to trial before the 2024 election. It is, bar none. It's not going to be a Judge Eileen Cannon situation where it's going to be kicked down the road. We don't know what she's going to do, but you always assume the worst. But Judge Chutkin here, I think it's safe to say this thing going to trial before 2024. And if Jack Smith gets the schedule that he wants, there is going to be more than just the fireworks in the sky on New Year's. There's going to be the fireworks in the courtroom starting January 2nd, 2024. And not only that, I believe Jack Smith in this form that he submitted 
in the filing. Jack Smith noted that he thought that his, in order to present the case, the DOJ to present the case, it would take around four to six weeks. You know what that means? If that schedule sticks and we will see, it could always be pushed back a couple months, but let's say that Jack Smith's proposed schedule is the schedule. That means Donald Trump could get a conviction before Super Tuesday even happens in the Republican primary. Just let that sink in as to how crazy 2024 is about to be. Donald Trump now going on the air, you know, spreading these lies about the January 6th committee. One thing I just wanted to add, Ben, was Adam Kinzinger's response today, basically saying, nice try, but here is literally a link to the terabytes and terabytes of data that we have right now available online. Adam Kinzinger, of course, on the January 6th committee saying, by the way, committee records can be found at this repository, gave a link as well as house clerk with four terabytes of data and DHS records containing sensitive information was determined by X branch after committee resolved. Try again with your conspiracy. And Adam Kinzinger there was responding to Fox News echoing these Donald Trump conspiracy theories. This is how they launder these conspiracy theories so that the Trumpers, the Republicans, the New York Post audience starts thinking, oh, maybe there's something to this lie. Maybe the January 6th committee did it. We all know, we've all seen, first <laughs> off, we all saw what happened on January 6th. And they literally held primetime January 6th hearings. These are not people who are trying to hide anything. They held televised hearings, often in prime time. We broadcast them here on the Midas Touch Network. They had an entire website set up with all the data there, which by the way, the first thing the Republicans did when they took control of the House, very narrowly, I might add, Republicans took down the website with all the data and the information. So now there's the archive that exists and Adam Kinzinger clapping back with a simple response, posting the link to the data. This is why we show you the documents here, you know, because evidence shouldn't have political party, right? The fact that evidence right now is like, oh, evidence, that's like a Democrat, right? And like conspiracy, that's a Republican. That's the way it is. It shouldn't be that way. We should all be like, okay, we agree with evidence, right? If the Republicans have 17 audio recordings that recorded President Joe Biden engaged in bribes, I wouldn't care if I'm a Democrat, independent, whatever. I would be pissed off. And just because I think President Biden did great work in the PACT Act and the Infrastructure Act and the CHIPS Act and all of the things he did, if he's on audio recording committing a crime, I'd be like, hold him accountable. I wouldn't be like, I'm part of the Biden cult. But when you lie to me and say there are 17 audio recordings or a whistleblower or another whistleblower and the whistleblowers are fake or one's a Russian oligarch who says that also, even though he's a Russian oligarch, that you're lying. The, the, other the whistleblower died. The whistleblower the, died. The other one's a spy of China. When you talk about whistleblowers who are talking about things that happened when Donald Trump was in office, when you then say the audio recordings don't exist, when you tell me there's bombshell testimony from Hunter Biden's former business partner, and then Hunter Biden's former business partner says, no, I have no knowledge at all of Biden engaged in anything relating to the business when Joe Biden would call his son, it was like he would just call his son. What's the weather like? How are you doing? It was a father-son call. And then the MAGA Republicans were like, you see, you see, 
There was a phone call and they lied and said there wasn't a phone call. It's a shock to you that a dad calls their son. Maybe that is a shock yeah. to MAGA Republicans who are the yeah. worst parents. Imagine that's a surprise <laughs> that the dad is going to call his kid over the course of a decade multiple times or even get this on a daily basis. But the facts matter. Look, if I'm if I'm going into the motion that was filed by special counsel Jack Smith today setting the trial date, I don't think Jack Smith put this there just for for no reason, when he's uh, saying the types of categories of documents he wants to turn over, he says the government is prepared at this moment to produce to the defendant, Donald Trump, the majority of discovery in this case including materials that exceed its obligations. As soon as the court issues a protective order, the government will produce to the defendant materials, including, and it's a whole list, but the fourth on the list is unredacted materials obtained from other governmental entities, including the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol and the United States Secret Service. The government went to great lengths to organize these materials in a user-friendly manner, prepare them in formats ready to be loaded into a document review platform and create detailed logs to guide the defendant's review. So on the one hand, I look at that and I go, okay, well, what is Donald Trump saying? And then do we have Trump's post on his social media platform where Trump goes, so now that I have the full subpoena power because of the freedom of speech sham indictment, by crooked Joe Biden, deranged Jack Smith, and the DOJ, it has just been reported that the unselect January 6th Committee of Political Hacks and Thugs has illegally destroyed their records and documents. This is unthinkable, and the fake political indictment against me must be immediately withdrawn. This system is rigged and corrupt, very much like the presidential election of 2020. We are a nation in decline. And then when I go into Jack Smith's motion, it says the following. It is perplexing, then, that the defense has refused to accept the discovery that the government has ready, even on an interim basis under the government's proposal protective order while the parties litigate the ultimate protective order in the case. You have showing the actual evidence. And the fact that there are people who just don't want to read what I just read for them and would prefer to go, yeah, yeah, Donald Trump says it's a sham. It must be true. The guy who lies about everything, who's bankrupted everything, like literally a deranged lunatic, who, again, no matter what the guy says is a total utter lie. The guy who's reposting fruit snacks and QAnon posts, over 500 QAnon posts in the past year alone, that's the that's the guy? <laughs> that's the guy that he trusted? That's why I wanted to go into what special counsel Jack Smith was saying. I also want to show you this interview that Trump gave on Newsmax. You saw this interview? I mean, oh it- gosh. How does it get more desperate and deranged? Like, like how, how do you get more desperate and deranged? I want to show you that. I want to show you what Donald Trump has been saying about Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis. We've got a lot to discuss. I want to show you the good news with President Biden actually doing things for America, like actually helping the American people. We've got a lot to discuss. Also, make sure you're checking out MidasTouch.com and we unlock the the 
uh, Michael Cohen emoji oh. earlier in political beatdown. We got a hundred memberships there, and I want to thank everybody who's becoming a member of this show. We don't have outside investors, so by becoming a member of the Midas Touch YouTube channel, that's what helps grow this independent platform. So we could create things like MidasTouch.com. We've got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Midas Touch podcast after this quick break. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on my day. I'm doing something good for my body, like I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves, like I'm covering all my nutritional bases. I've tried a ton of different supplements out there, but this is different, and the ingredients are super high quality. Very quickly, I noticed that it improved my energy and made me feel great. AG1 makes it easier for you to take the highest quality supplements, period. Just one daily dose covering my day's nutritional bases, and it supports my long-term gut health with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, simple. AG1 is really seamless and an easy daily habit for me to maintain for you as well. I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could only pick one and this is it, it's AG1 by Athletic Greens. I can't think of another daily routine that pays off as well as AG1, which is why I trust this product so much. So if you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1, the number one, drinkag1.com slash Midas. That's drinkag1.com slash Midas. Drinkag1.com slash Midas. Check it out. This episode of the Midas Touch podcast is brought to you by Manacora Honey. Now, when I say the word honey, you might be thinking of that stuff that comes in the plastic bear-shaped bottle at the supermarket. Well, this is nothing like that. Manakora makes Manuka honey, a super honey that comes from New Zealand where the bees only feed on the nectar of the Manuka tea tree, making something that's rich and with a creamier texture that's unlike anything you've ever had before. You can use it just like honey you're used to, but Manuka honey is super because it also contains unique antioxidants and prebiotics, as well as a natural antibacterial compound called MGO that only comes from the nectar of this tea tree. These nutrients support optimal immune and digestive health, so it's a win-win. You can continue to use honey in all the ways that you know and love, and you can enjoy all of the health benefits of the MGO as well. Manacora sent me a jar and a squeeze bottle of their 850 Plus MGO Manuka Honey, their best-selling product, and it's phenomenal. The 850 Plus Honey has the creamy caramel texture that melts in your mouth, and it's unlike anything I've ever had. I can grab a spoonful out of the jar and put it in my favorite beverage, or squeeze some honey out on some toast or oatmeal. It's delicious. Each morning, I start my day with a spoonful of Manuka Honey, and it is a game changer. Now, if you head to manacora.com slash Midas 
or use code MIDAS, you'll automatically get an extra free pack of the 850 plus honey sticks with your order. That's a $15 value. Now I love the jar. I love the squeeze bottle, but the extra pack of compostable honey sticks is a perfect game changing move for whenever you're on the go. You can bring them with you when you're traveling or when you need a quick snack or running quick errands, or if you need an energy boost, if you're on a run or at the gym. That's M-A-N-U-K-O-R-A dot com slash Midas or use code Midas to get free pack of compostable honey sticks with your order. You haven't tasted or seen honey like this before. So indulge and try some honey with superpowers from Manacora. Welcome back. We are live on the Midas Touch podcast. There's, There's Jordan. And we got some great sponsors and check out our sponsors. That's one of the ways to support this network as well. I mean, between Manacora and AG1, I mean, you're talking about some some great, really great super tier. healthy sponsors. Yeah, great stuff right there. How about also that story that broke this week about special counsel Jack Smith obtaining the search warrant for Donald Trump's defunct Twitter account after Elon Musk took over Twitter, um, which is now X. And then Elon Musk refused to timely comply with the uh, search warrant that was yeah signed by Judge Beryl Howell and was held in contempt, had to pay $350,000 in a contempt fine before turning over the records finally to special counsel Jack Smith. And, you know, one of the issues, again, is this, the way the MAGA Republicans weaponize free speech, right? The search order, um, the search warrant was served along with a non-disclosure order that basically said that Elon Musk and the Twitter officials couldn't notify Donald Trump, who was the target of a criminal investigation. And belatedly, Elon Musk wanted to challenge a non-disclosure order, something routinely granted in criminal investigations and said, I have the freedom of, freedom of speech to try to what, interfere with grand jury secrecy. And the district court was like, no, we're going to hold you in contempt. You pay $350,000. A unanimous DC Circuit Court of Appeal agreed. This is a valid search warrant obtained by a district court judge. The Court of Appeals affirmed in Donald Trump's responses like, they're attacking my Twitter. They're it's not attacking. They served a search warrant, which is a valid legal process. And just to show how entitled Donald Trump feels, he is his lawyers actually filed a motion before Judge Eileen Cannon, who, by the way, she's so corrupt, she'll probably end up granting it, but we will see. He wants to basically make taxpayers and the government have to pay to set up a sensitive compartmented information facility, a SCIF in Mar-a-Lago, which is the actual scene of the crime for the willful retention of national defense information case, so that Donald Trump can review the criminal records at the scene of the crime at the resort where he lives at. Again, it's not even his home. It's a resort that he lives at and wants taxpayers to pay for that. But I guess here is the, the silver lining here, that Judge Eileen Cannon's corruption is equaled by her stupidity and idiocracy. And she's created such a legal quagmire that unfortunately, while it's probably gonna cause delay in the proceeding that she's presiding over, it actually allowed special counsel Jack Smith to swoop right in and to set the trial date for the Washington DC case before Judge Tanya Chutkin and to request that that trial date be set in January. like. 
I'm not helping Cannon out because she already screwed it up. But if she really wanted to be corrupt and do the things that she was doing, she actually would have kept an earlier trial date, had the thing go to trial on an expedited basis, and then screwed with the jury selection, and then basically you know, tried to tip the scales in favor of Trump. But what's going to happen now is she's already screwed it up. She's creating all these legal quagmires by making the parties brief certain issues about what's going on in the grand jury in Washington, D.C., because she heard an argument from Trump's lawyer on Fox the night before. So she screwed up the case and created so much issues in such a short period of time. But the good news is it's actually very good news because Jack Smith just swooped in, said, yeah, I'll take a January 2nd, 2024 trial date. And I think Judge Eileen Chutkin's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to give you something January or February. So Trump's going to go on trial in a case that will put him in jail for the rest of his life before the 2024 election. Brett, uh, before moving Judge on Ta- to- Ta- Tanya Chutkin, not Eileen. Yeah. What do you say? You, 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 did, you did a little a mashup over there. Oh, I'm super. Yeah, I, 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 I never want to do that to Judge Tanya <laughs> Chutkin at all. My my apologies there. Before going into this Newsmax interview, Brett, you want to talk a little bit about you know you know issue one because all of the polling again got it wrong. How many times do we have to see wrong poll after wrong poll before we realize maybe there's oh a gosh. trend? Maybe there's a trend going on here that Americans are sick and tired of MAGA Republicans using government to control people's freedoms, to take away a woman's right to control her body. How many times do we need to see events happen and polls proven wrong before people realize that the normal dichotomies of, oh, Democrats, just liberal progressive and Republicans conservative, that that's not what we are living in. That's not the current framework of what exists. And that's why here we never call the modern day MAGA Republicans conservative because there's nothing conservative about them. They want to use their big fascist government to burn books and take away people's freedoms and control women's bodies and decide who you can love and who you can't love. And voters are sick and tired of it. And, And that's what we saw with issue one. Yeah, and voters overwhelmingly rejected Ohio's Republican issue one proposal. And we had talked about this on the last episode. And I know by now, most people know the results, know what happened. But I think it is important for us to speak about it as it is a really good sign to me for 2024. And it follows a pattern of things that we've been seeing now for months, frankly. We've been seeing all these votes in various states across the country. And frankly, it is time that we stop looking to these polls and start looking to the actual date of what is going on when folks go out and vote. We saw the Supreme Court elections in Wisconsin. We see now what happened in Ohio. We are seeing this happen time and time again throughout the nation whenever these issues are put on the ballot. We saw what happened in Kansas. And I just want to go over this briefly just to kind of let people know that they should not be gaslighted by the media in these situations. They should not be gaslighted by these polls and these polling services, which aggregate kind of various polls and throw in junk polls that the GOP pushes in order to change the averages. But there was overwhelming turnout in this election. People really showed up to the polls as if it were just a normal primary. And they showed up in massive, massive numbers. Nearly 700,000 Ohioans voted early, either in person or by mail. So we started getting that data in and we figured that was a really good sign right there. The measure ended up failing by a margin of 57.01% to 42.99%. Then as you remember from 
from the last episode of the Midas Touch podcast. What was the measure for? The measure was to make it require that the state require a super majority, a 60%, over 60% vote in order to make changes to the Ohio state constitution. Basically, there is going to be a ballot measure this November in order to enshrine abortion rights into the Ohio Constitution. And Republicans, they, despite all they're saying now for the past years and years and years, we got to leave abortion to the states. We need to leave everything to the states. Suddenly, the states go, okay, let's vote on it. All right, bet bet. Let's, let's vote on it. We'll vote on it this November. Why not? Let's do it. And they go, whoa, 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 hold. Okay. 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 We can't make it that easy though. You can't just vote on it. We, we got to make it much harder for you to vote on it. We can't just let the people speak. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing here? So the current law stands, all you need is a simple majority of 50% plus one. Abortion rights will be on the ballot this November in Ohio. And I have a positive feeling about that, especially based on what's going here. When it comes down to it, folks do not like their rights being taken away. And this issue one got trounced so badly that it lost in a variety of Trump and deep red counties by a wide margin. One county that went to Trump 60.9% to Trump in 2020 and 60% to DeWine in 2022. The no vote won 54.24% to 45.76%. In Butler County, Trump won by 10.7%. J.D. Vance won by 11.4%. The no vote here won by 10.8%. And that pattern persisted in Trump counties and deep red counties throughout the state. You had people like J.D. Vance and Jim Jordan getting out there to try to convince people to take away their own rights. Like this is what they have to convince you of. Let's you vote to take away your voice is what they were telling them. And they frame it because Republican gaslighting, they frame it as this will give you more freedom if you have less of a say in government. Here, I just got to play you this Jim Jordan ad quickly that he released. And you could tell like he's not really into it, but I'll, I'll play this quick. Left attacks our values every day. I see it and you see it. And they threaten Ohio's way of life. That's why we need to get out and vote yes on issue one. Voting yes will protect Ohio's values by making sure special interests can't buy their way into our state constitution. Raising the bar for constitutional amendments just makes sense. If you're a parent, a taxpayer, a gun owner, a farmer, heck, every hard worker in Ohio, please join me on August 8th. Vote yes to protect our constitution. I mean, that looks like it came out of Kim Jong-un's North Korea. Is that a hostage video? Like, it feels like a hostage. He didn't even have his heart in it. He did not have his heart in it. And what we're seeing, though, is these polls have just been so vastly skewed in the wrong direction. I just want to show you a couple examples here. And let me show you this Ohio poll. This is what the local Ohio media was pushing the night before. And and I'll, I'll read this out for you. Ohio voters' opinions on issue one. This is a Ohio Northern University poll. And it said that... Support for issue one was at 42.4%. Opposition was at 41% with 16.6% undecided. Now, the support ended up around that uh, 42%. It ended up with 42.9%. But guess what? Oppose actually was the victor in this case. Oppose got 57.01%, if you remember what I said before. And in this poll, it said it would get lose 41%. Just to show you how off these polls are. Like, they're so off. And it reminds me also of what happened in Kansas. And if you remember, we pulled up the Kansas poll when they had that referendum going on to 
try to make it, take it away from the Constitution that abortion is a constitutional right in the state of Kansas. And we saw the polls the night before. This is from 538 saying that 47% of likely primary voters say they plan to vote for the event amendment to take away the constitutional right to an abortion, while 43% said that they would vote against it. And the numbers were like completely the opposite of that. And even by far, the Kansas referendum, no one 59 to 41. They had it in the other direction, 47 to 43. Just to show you how off base these polls are and how abortion and taking away the freedoms of Americans, this GOP extremism, is a galvanizing issue for pro-democracy voters out there. I truly believe that Republicans do not know the sleeping giant that they have awakened here, and they are in for even more losses as we go. People are fired up, and it might not show itself in an approval poll. It might not show itself in the way they conduct these traditional polls, but it's showing up at the ballot box time and time again. Laura Ingram on Fox uh, offered her wise advice to Republicans after their devastating defeat in Ohio. Let's listen to what Laura Ingram had to say. Overturning Roe versus Wade is the greatest accomplishment the conservative movement has had since the end of the Cold War. We should be proud of it and build on it, not run away from it. All right. Be my guest, Laura. Keep up the good work and keep sending your party into other devastation and defeat with that advice. Just keep ignoring the will of the people, your anti-democratic policies, because it's going to keep catching up to you every single time. Here's the thing. If you did initiatives or referendas on, on basically any issue that is supported by the Democrats, I think they would basically all pass because if you strip these things of the propaganda that MAGA Republicans do when they lie about Biden and spread all of their conspiracies and talk about Marxism and communism and all of the deranged culture war kind of crap to divide, if you talk about you know a referenda on lowering prescription drug prices, right? If you talk about a referenda of increasing uh, the pay for jobs or improving working conditions, right? Or supporting veterans or uh, improving infrastructure across the country. Like I, I can go on and just name all policies by the Democratic Party. I, I think all of those would pass. And like, if you, what would the referendums look like, Brett, for MAGA Republicans? Is Jack Smith a deranged, <laughs> all in caps, human being? Is Fawny Willis a Marxist? Commun I mean, you know, I, I mean, imagine, imagine, I'm being serious here, even though I'm saying it in kind of a, a, a <laughs> and humorous way. So I'm not being fully serious, but like, could you imagine what the refer, like what a referenda would look like? A referendum would look like on, on a Trump policy. Would it be all in caps with like, you know, with like little spelled like L I D D L E little Mike Pence went to the dark side, you know? And I mean, I mean, but, but that's, we have to view things through that prism though. Right. I mean, all Donald Trump does when he talks about things is, you know, you know, what's the referenda? It, am I being indicted, all in caps, for you, like eight U's, you know, and, you know, and it'd be like, what? But that's the choice that we have. 
right now. That's what exists right now. So all MAGA Republicans have, I'm telling you, if you put everyone, every Democratic issue on a referendum, I think they would be wildly popular. And I think oh, they, they passed would- like, in the, by similar metrics, they'd pass like six by 60%, 70%, like, because, because when you put them individually mm-hmm. in, in yeah. more legitimate polls than those polls, like yeah. they, they always ha- are. Should clear we victories. have responsible gun ownership? Like, like you, you saw this recent, it was, it was actually a fairly surprising ruling by the United States. State Supreme Court, which basically blocked this MAGA judge's injunction, which overruled the ATF regulations on ghost gun kits. And it was actually pretty surprising because you had Amy Coney Barrett and John Roberts side. I was shocked, honestly. Actually, saw, yeah, I mean, it was that egregious. You know, they actually sided with the uh, justices who were appointed by Democrats. But like when you look at what the ATF regulation is that MAGA Republicans are going crazy for, it's like ghost gun kits should be subject to back background checks and licenses. And MAGA Republicans are like, no, no, no. You should be able to assemble ghost guns with no licenses and no background checks, and that shouldn't constitute a firearm. So you should be able to get around a background check. Like if you put that issue on a referendum, or if you said, should Americans be able to just walk around on the street with weapons of war without common sense regulation? You think people would overwhelmingly be like, yeah, or people would be against that. I mean, Every single issue. And just when I when I watch this, you know, interview of Trump on Newsmax and just how he behaves the same way that I'm describing right there, like, you know, what MAGA Republicans say or do they don't stand for anything other than the cult of Donald Trump. It's it's disqualifying. So all MAGA Republicans have are their culture wars. This is Donald Trump on Newsmax just the other day. And this is, it's always projection and confession. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about Jack Smith. He said, he's a deranged human being. I watched this guy. He's sick. Trump's talking about himself here, right? Here, play the clip. The next question, uh, Jack Smith. Yeah. Biden gets Merrick Garland to get Jack Smith to do these investigations of you. Deranged. He's like a deranged human being. We'll I watch this guy. Talk, yeah, what's his motivation? What's I think I think he's just a sick guy. Uh, he destroyed the lives of many people. He was overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court. I believe he's 0-5. In other words, he takes it to the end. He was involved with the IRS scandal, the big lowest learner IRS. That was him. That was his baby, where the government had to end up paying money, damages, and apologies all over the place, where they went after Christians and they went after incredible people. Jack Smith, uh, he's like a he's like a deranged individual. And I think we're doing very well with that guy. But he is uh, he's a sick puppy. He's like a deranged guy. He's like a deranged sick puppy. So much sniffing going on in this interview. It's it's kind of next level. And I just wanted to point out how Eric Bowling, who I believe was, was he fired from Fox? He, he used to be on Fox. I'm not sure what happened to him. But the way he even framed the question is so disgusting to tee that off for Trump. The way he goes, and then Biden gets Merrick Garland to appoint this guy so that he could prosecute. Biden is not involved in these prosecutions. And you're going to see throughout so many of these clips both the interviewers who are interviewing Trump 
and Trump himself will often begin their sentences by saying, and then Joe Biden unleashed special counsel Jack Smith and Joe Biden uh, decided to prosecute his political. Biden has nothing to do with this. That's actually what Trump did when Trump was president. Trump tried to sick the Department of Justice on his political enemies, and he is literally pledging to do that again in all of his speeches. And he has the nerve to accuse Biden of this. There was a funny clip. We might play it in a, in a little bit when we talk about the impeachments, but it was Maria Bartiromo, and I, I don't have the portion of this clip, but in the beginning of this clip, she like is whining about the dark Brandon mug still. Like This has been something on Fox now forever, and they're trying to connect the fact that Biden is selling a dark Brandon mug to Donald Trump's prosecutions, to Donald Trump's, and she goes there, and like they act like it's one of these deranged kind of Trump tweets when they speak about it. Bartiromo was like, and I, did you see that, uh, that, did you see that dark Brandon mug? I mean, this guy is just deranged, taunting Donald Trump like that. And it's just frankly disturbed and disgusting that he would, like it's, it's so in their head. It's so much projection every single day. And they are trying so hard to connect President Biden to these prosecutions, but he has nothing to do with it. Maria Bartiroma makes about $10 million a year, right? I, I, so when I saw Maria Bartiroma interviewing Alina Haba, Alina Haba's made about $1.5 million or so based on Trump's recent uh, financial disclosures for his PAC in the past six months. So extrapolate that for a year and say Alina Haba, who went from a nobody lawyer to now making about $3 million to spread these deranged conspiracies. When I'm looking at that split screen, I see 13 to $15 million in lies right there. You know, you have to go to the root of what the motivation is too. And they are destroying our democracy intentionally. And let's not forget what the motive is there. And it's very similar to Trump's motive, right? It boils down to greed. It boils down to power. And they are doing it in a manipulative, malicious, intentionally defamatory way. And I think we can forget that motivation underlying their disgusting and despicable conduct. I, I, I want to go to this other uh, portion of this interview, because um, we're going to read in a moment the letter sent by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis to her own staff. You know, she receives thousands of thousands of death threats every single day from MAGA Republicans. And Donald Trump this week, he's always been attacking her, but this week as she gets ready to indict him in Fulton County next week, he's kind of taken it to a whole next level of racism, misogyny, and hate, and is spreading lies about her that she engaged in a sexual relationship with a gang member who she prosecuted the, the entire thing. It's a blatantly false thing that he's saying, and it's the most easy thing to disprove. There was like a Rolling Stone article that talked about when she was a public defender, she was like um, an ant or like an ant-like figure to uh, an individual who she was representing and who was like a hip hop guy. And so Donald Trump knows about it because Donald Trump's lawyer is like a lawyer to the hip hop stars in Atlanta. And so she was a role model to this individual who's, who said in a Rolling Stone interview that while she was representing me, she was like an aunt to me, you know, and someone who really kind of put me on the right path or words to that effect. So Donald Trump takes that and says sexual relationship with Gran, with a gangster she was prosecuting. 
and you know and and it's specifically targeted at her that way and and again it reminds me a lot of what trump and giuliani did to ruby freeman and shay moss when they accused them of crimes and also basically stated that they were drug dealers and they were smuggling in ballots like heroin dealers and by the way rudy giuliani's admitted that that was all false and defamatory uh in connection with a federal case in washington dc filed against them but it, it, it's it's the same type of defamation that's specifically targeted at black women. And it's a very different approach he does there to than what he does with deranged special counsel, Jack Smith, who he goes Marxist and communist. He knows the dog whistles. He knows what he's doing. This is from the same interview. This is Eric Bowling uh, with Trump basically saying, funny Willis, not, not a very capable woman here. Play, play this clip. Bonnie Willis, Bonnie Willis, the prosecutor in Georgia, they're setting up barricades outside the, the terrible, Georgia. Terrible, they're, terrible. They're in preparation, obviously, I would assume, for an indictment. What are your thoughts of her? Because there's some discussion that she may have some questionable background. I, you know, there's some, her father may or may not have been in Black Panther. I think that was discussed. She's had perhaps incorrect relationships with some of the people, some of the gang members that she's also prosecuting right now. Can she give you a fair shake? No, of course not. Look, I don't think the people of Georgia, where I did very well, and I won it the first time, and I won it, I think, by much more the second time. I can say that about the whole election, too. I don't think they'd stand for it. Uh, this woman is not a capable woman. She's a woman that has, uh, I mean, and maybe she'll change her mind. And I don't know what she's doing. I really don't know. All I know is she could have done it two and a half years ago if she was going to do something. And this is about a perfect phone call, a call where I'm questioning the election. I'm telling them that, in my opinion, the election was rigged. And they're saying that I was, I did something incorrect. I didn't do anything wrong. I believe I won that election by many, many votes, many, many hundreds of thousands of votes. That's what I think. And I expressed that on the phone call. And I said, I don't know what the number was, like 11,000 or something. I said, what I need is 11,000 votes. I won this thing by hundreds of thousands of votes. That's my opinion. And it's a strong opinion. And I think it's borne out by the facts. And we'll see that. But uh, she wants to do something on a perfect phone call. This call, I say, was more perfect than my call with Ukraine, which turned out to be a hell of a lot better than people even thought because I was right about Ukraine. When I said you should look into and take a look at Biden, I called to congratulate Zelensky, nice guy. I call and I get along great with him. I get along great with Putin. And frankly, I'll have a, something worked out within literally 24 hours. Let's set aside for a second, and, 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 and it's hard to set aside, but let's set aside for a second that he is a criminal, traitor, malignant narcissist. But, but, but put that aside. Who looks at that individual right there who's up there and going, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm the most perfect person. <laughs> I'm so perfect. I'm so perfect. I made a perfect call call and I'm, I'm perfect. Like who looks at that, you know, and goes, you know what? I'm going to give that guy the nuclear codes. You know what? That's the person who I want to make life and death decisions. You know, the, the, the whininess the insanity. If you had someone in your family who acted like, imagine you're sitting at a, you know, the dinner table and someone comes in and goes, I made the most perfect phone call today. I'm, I'm so perfect. I made the most perfect phone call. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I made a perfect phone call. <laughs> I made you know, funny, funny, <laughs> deranged, you know, and it's like, it's like 
We'll be right back after this. <laughs> we'll be right back with more after this quick break. Jewelry is having a big moment right now. And with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com, that's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com, and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Hold On. Plastic. It's everywhere. It's everywhere we look, and not enough is being done about it. 100 billion plastic bags are used and then thrown away every year. Yeah, that plastic bag you see in the gutter or floating in a stream or washed up on the beach, multiply that by 100 billion. Yikes, am I right? But there's a better way, and it could start with a better bag. Hold On is a company born from the idea that there must be a better way to go about our daily chores. Now, trash bags and kitchen bags, they're necessary staples, but do they need to be 100% plastic? 100% no! Hold On trash and kitchen bags are heavy-duty, plant-based, non-toxic, and 100% home compostable, which means they break down in weeks, not decades, without filling up our landfills or polluting our oceans. Hold On wants to be part of the growing movement away from single-use plastics, which, if you ask most experts, is the single worst kind of plastic. At every stage, production, disposal, decomposition, plastic bags are doing harm to our earth, our water, and even our bodies. Hold On is absolutely amazing. One, they're a woman-owned, woman-founded company. Two, the Hold On bags are incredibly durable and sleek. It's so good to know that what I'm using is plant-based, non-toxic, and 100% home compostable. To shop plant-based bags and replace single-use plastics all over your home, visit holdonbags.com slash Midas or enter Midas at checkout to save 20% off your order. Sustainability has never been more simple. That's H-O-L-D-O-N bags dot com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, or enter Midas to receive 20% off your order. Small things can lead to lasting change. If we stop and say, hold on. Thank you, Hold On, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. We're live on the Midas Touch podcast where we we left off. We showed how Donald Trump was attacking Fawny Willis, not Fanny Willis, one of the things the MAGA Republicans do as well as they intentionally pronounce the names wrong. They go Kamala, you know, they go Fanny, and they do it intentionally over and over yeah. again. It's just like Classic. your news network 
just go and understand the name. You, it's okay if you get it wrong once or twice, but learn the name and pronounce people's names correctly, and they intentionally mispronounce it. But then Donald Trump attacks her about her sex life and makes up fake things, like just totally defames her and created a fake story, a totally defamatory story that she engaged in sexual relations with a gangster she was prosecuting. That is a sickening, and he's running ads that say that. And he's, and I, I don't even know how they even let it go on TV because it's just completely false and defamatory, but that's a whole nother problem with legacy media and what they're trying to do to make a buck as well. Um, but I want to show you, this is from New Hampshire, what Donald Trump said in a speech about Fawnie Willis. Here, play this clip. They waited, and I probably have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta. Say racist. And they say, I guess, they say that she was after a certain gang, and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is, uh, and by the way, wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. I mean, who looks at that and goes again, that's the guy I want to give the nuclear coats. It is a, that is a disgusting human being. Like there's just no other way around it. A disgusting, disgusting human being who lies. And then that's picked up by Fox and Newsmax and New York Post. And they spread the lie that Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis engaged in that conduct. And people are like, she should sue for defamation. She's above that. You know, it, it would harm. They, that's what they want her to do. They target her for a number of reasons, but they know that like she's not going to sue him. Joe Biden's not going to sue him. You know, uh, Adam Schiff isn't going to sue him. It, it undermines their ability to pursue what they're doing in an objective way if they're filing a lawsuit. But that's what Trump is trying to do. He's trying to basically say, you know, sue me, go after me, because then Trump would say, ah, now there's a conflict of interest because you're suing me for money. That's why you're criminally prosecuting me. Now you're off the case. That's how infantile he and his legal team and his whole strategy is. That's being nice, calling it infantile. But but this is what he's talking about at the speech as well. So you have one of his, uh, one of the competitors for the nominee for a Republican presidential candidate, Chris Christie, who's actually calling him out, unlike the other sycophantic you know, other nominees who are just saying, oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's the great you know, in the weirdest political party in the world right now. But this is what Donald Trump had to say about Chris Christie. Play this clip. No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. I mean, horrific stuff. I mean, truly horrific stuff. I mean, that that's... If you told me that was a parody, I would say that's so weird and so cruel that I wouldn't believe the script that you were trying to sell me if you were saying that you were making a movie on somebody like that. And the fact that, again, that is what the Republican Party is. And this is what I say, you know, to all the people out there who I know there are a lot of people who watch us who go, you know what? I considered myself a conservative, but whatever the hell that is, that's not conservative. Yes, exactly. And that's why we refuse to be Gaslit, you know, Brett. You said what? Gaslighted. Um, you may be right. You seem to. I think that's. The, I think that's the proper. 
I know. I saw, I saw you do that intentionally, and I was like, gaslit or gaslighted? I noticed you did that earlier. I'm going to go with gaslit. I, I saw you did it. We'll Google, we'll Google it. I'm but sure I, you're I, right. I, I think I've Googled it before. I think you did it. I think you did it very intentionally. I refuse to be gaslighted by the fact that, like, that's no, that's not conservative. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not conservative. Lauren Boebert, not conservative. Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, James Comer, you know, all these idiots. That's not, con- that's not what conservatives, you know, you know, do, you know, really they, they want government to control everybody's bodies. They want government to burn books. I mean, I'm sorry, that's just, that's MAGA Republican cult behavior. And that's what, it, that's what it is. And that's why never call do not let the media gaslight you. Never call that behavior conservative at all. It's pro-democracy communities made up of liberals, progressives, independents, people not affiliated with political parties, and actual conservatives. And we may disagree on issues, which is fine. We preserve and protect our democracy. And we look at video like the ones we just showed you of Trump, and we're appalled because that is anti-American. That is against everything our Constitution stands for, Brett. Webster Dictionary. Gaslit is an adjective. The past tense of the verb is gaslighted. But, you know, both are, no no one's going to knock you for saying either. But see, you, you learn things even beyond politics on this show, which is which is exciting. What, what I want to go through, though, also is now that you heard those despicable attacks from Donald Trump, there was this letter that Fawny Willis sent to her colleagues um, in her office speaking about how to respond to these threats. Because like you said, Ben, Fawny Willis day in and day out is receiving so many death threats because of Donald Trump. And we've seen just in Utah recently what the result of Donald Trump's words, how they could have impact with the guy who wanted to kill President Biden, who was killed during a, a shootout with the FBI, basically, when he opened the door with a weapon. But let's now look at this Fawny Willis letter. And she, I think, is playing this exactly right. So this is what she sent to her colleagues here. She said, good morning. It is my understanding that an ad was put in the Atlanta market to run between today, 8-9 and 8-13 that will have derogatory and false information about me as the district attorney of the Atlanta Judicial Circuit. Let's just pause there for a second. How sick that Donald Trump is not only saying this stuff at his rallies, which is sick enough, but he's literally running advertisements running advertisements, spreading these defamatory lies. Okay, let's continue. Apparently, a lot of money was spent to run this ad in the Atlanta market over the next five days. That means the ad will run quite frequently over the next five days. Each of you represents me, especially the assistant district attorneys who all took an oath under my name. We often remind you, if you are an ADA, you are my personal staff and represent me. Many of you are quite kind to me very protective and will become very defensive if someone attempts to attack me, the office, or your colleagues. You may not comment in any way on the ad or any of the negativity that may be expressed against me, your colleagues, this office in coming days, weeks, or months. We have no personal feelings against those we investigate or prosecute, and we should not express any. This is business. It will never be personal. We have a job to do. In this office, we prosecute based on the facts and the law. The law is nonpartisan. You should feel no need to defend me. I shared this 
I shared with this office at last Friday's meeting one one thousandth of the negative or derogatory statements I received. I invited you into an hour of my typical day. I'm not concerned with the calls, emails, or ads, and you should not concern yourself with them. This is a reminder that again that it is against office policy to comment on these matters on social media or any public forum. No employee of this office may make any public comments related to the noise. Your instruction from me is to ignore all the noise and keep doing your job with excellence. Please make it an absolutely phenomenal day and stay safe. Yours in service, Fawny Willis. I mean, I think that's just such a powerful statement and it really shows true leadership, her taking the high road here and her urging her employees, her urging other people in the office not to take the bait of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to do what he does. Do not take the bait. Let's keep our heads down. Let's continue to do our important work. And we're finding out now from a recent report from CNN that Fawny Willis is expected to drop not just one indictment in Fulton County, but is expected to drop more than a dozen indictments in Fulton County. So I'm sure there are a lot of people that are as sweaty as Donald Trump was on that stage in New Hampshire right now, worried about what's to come in the next week or so. So despicable. And, you know, when he calls the phone calls, perfect. You know, it's all gaslighting. I feel gas lit. I don't like the gas lighting whatsoever. I'm going to try to work it into the uh, appropriate sentences with the, with the, <laughs> with the correct tense. I want to talk about the GOP's impeachment charade that just continues to crash and burn about President Joe Biden. Like they, they determined in their mind because Donald Trump told them to. We know that because they've said so. Donald Trump calls them up and says, I want you to impeach Joe Biden. This is what you need to do, Kevin McCarthy. So just make up things about him. And that's all the MAGA Republicans have done. One of the things I'm really proud about with our coverage here on the Midas Touch Network is we've covered all of these congressional hearings and we've gone through the C-SPAN clips you know, and we've posted all the key moments from these hearings. You don't really see that on any large media networks going through in a painstaking detail what happened at each and every one of these hearings. You go back and you look at the library that we've assembled of these videos going through every hearing, and it's just one lie after the other, right? With, with these IRS whistleblowers, then they're asked, okay, IRS whistleblowers, like you claim that this misconduct took place in April of 2020. Who was the president in April of 2020? That's what Congress member Krishnamurthy asked. They go, well, I, I don't understand the question. Can you rephrase? Who was the president in 2020? Well, well, uh, pr President uh, Joe Biden was technically running a campaign, so there could be. Who was the president in April of 2020? Was it Donald Trump? Was Donald Trump in office? You know, and so you have MAGA Republicans just like contorting the space time continuum and they just attribute things that happened in 2019 and 2020 to the all knowing omnipresent President Joe Biden, who they also claim is too old and incompetent to do anything. Yet he went back to the past and somehow rearranged and weaponized Donald Trump's DOJ under Bill Barr. Like there's there's insanity like that. And then there's missing whistleblowers, fake whistleblowers, fake audio recordings. Right one thing after another. And then there was the, oh, we've what got What it. happened to those audio recordings? Uh, they were hyping that up for a week. How do you, you do, do a that, story that there are 17, it's a very specific number, that they've yeah. got 17 audio recordings of President Biden. Those. 
Well, they, they got their story. They got their news cycle. And in the old days, that's all, you know, there wasn't a Midas Touch network. There wasn't and, MidasTouch.com, right? And, and here's the problem, forget- Ben. I, I even get sometimes, like, we'll get DMs and we'll get comments on our various social media platforms. We'll get emails to the Midas Touch email account. And we'll get people like, did you see, did you see this? Did they find something? Did they find something? Because the way they present it is they present it like it is legitimate news and it even scares even the most skeptical of people. It even scares people who watch our network. Well, That's why you, when they had when they had Hunter's business partner, the former business partner, Devin Archer, I'm like, okay, the Russian oligarch, the Chinese spy, the fake audio, like that's all BS. I go, okay. They're bringing the former business partner and he's supposed to say that he saw business deals that Biden was actually involved in. I'm like, okay, the guy's a convicted felon having nothing to do with Hunter Biden. So that that's, doesn't necessarily make him a credible witness, but I'm like, I, I want to hear what I, I did. I, you, I told you privately, I'm like, I want to hear what this guy has to say. And then I got the deposition testimony. I did a whole video on the guy's deposition testimony. He said he had no knowledge whatsoever that President Biden influenced and then, then they Then they just lie. Then, then they, they just lie. They go, they go, we Who's found the out. They go, they go, we found out that President Biden uh, spoke to his son Hunter 20 times that month, like, you know, over the phone. And then his, dad, despite, his kid, it's his it's his son. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, I, I speak to my parents like every day. Um, and then you have them take that and you have them lie about the rest of the testimony where he said they never once discussed any of this business, not a single time. And you have the gaslighting machine of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the New York Post and Fox and all these people going. And then you you had him speak for I think that's my Maria Bartiromo coming out. And then he did you see he spoke for it's kind of like a Mark Bartiromo. It's pretty good. It's a good Bartiromo. Yeah. And then and then did you see you had him also? You had him uh, <laughs> you, really you had him talk business for 20 minutes. Did you did you did you see like 20 times? 20, what do you make of this? Huh? <laughs> And, well, yeah, that, 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 and the response, oh, that, that's certainly, oh, it's so easy to be a GOP. Oh, oh they always start with that. Oh, that certainly uh, sounds like uh, there's corruption and, uh, we're, and the weapon is, we're going to look into that corruption. I mean, so, I mean, so what are you going to do, Mr. Comer? Are you going to, uh, you going to, I don't know. What well, look, this, oh, this, this is, this is a thousand <laughs> times worse than what we saw with Donald Trump. And so this is just the tip of the iceberg, Maria. We're, we're, we're on it. Like, first off, that's literally what. <laughs> there that's literally what their interviews okay okay let, let's okay you don't believe me this is a few weeks we don't i'm not sure we have the maria bartiromo maybe we do but a few weeks back this is have, it's, it's one of these yeah we'll, we'll get there a few weeks back this is when comer was asked by hannity if he could prove the biden bribery I, I, I hope so I, I hope so here play the clip <laughs> do you believe that this is now officially the joe uh biden bribery allegation and do you believe that you will be able to prove that jim comer i sure hope so and i I do believe that uh, there's a lot of smoke and where there's smoke there's fire we we just heard testimony today that joe biden had lied to the american people funny part about hannity there was hannity just wanted him to say okay like, because Hannity knew everything after OK was just going to be totally stupid. So Hannity wanted to stop him before the where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Coming. I was like, OK, shut up. You said, OK, that's all I want from you. You know, d- don't do the other shtick. But but I want to show you this is um, this is earlier today. This was a Fox reporter who hit back at one of the MAGA Republican representative Langworthy, who now what they're claiming is because they have no evidence right now. Their whole thing is basically 
okay, if there is some sort of smoke, that's enough for impeachment. We, we they, they, this is what they're saying. They are, the were, they, are, they, they are the smoke. They are the smoke. They are the smoke. Exactly. There actually the is no smoke. They're make they're making they're creating the fake smoke. They are the arsonists right here. He's going. We never. We never claimed that Biden uh, actually received any money directly. That's the whole thing that you've claimed. The audio recordings, the whistleblower. Like we've all been here. And and look, this saying. Fox this Fox interviewer who may not have a career on Fox, you know, will follow her career after saying this. She she pushed back on it. Here, w w w watch this. Well, we, we've never claimed that we have direct money going to the president, but can I just follow up on the members point? Because I we heard something or background. I want to just they're, follow they're up with you, sir, on a point you made a moment ago, which is you said we never claimed that um, any money was funneled directly to the president. That is precisely the claim uh, that the chairman of your committee, James Comer, and also Jim Jordan have made many times on the public record. We are, we are putting an investigation together. Yeah, we're just putting an investigation together. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even going to address the fact that I'm just totally lying and I'm just going to say something totally different. We're, we're going to do an investigation. Like that's their whole, that, that, that's, that's their whole shtick. And by the way, Steve Ducey today also slammed the GOP's allegations. I want you to watch what took place on Fox and Friends. Play this clip. I heard the numbers, a lot of the numbers in a, in a broad way from the Republicans. And, and yesterday they, they gave us more bank records. But I, you know what? With all due respect, the Republicans need better investigators because they've got a lot of circumstantial evidence, but they have not shown that Joe Biden profited personally oh, they're doing or that he broke any rules. I John vehemently Sala, disagree. Right? It's all circumstantial. This is, okay. un, this is so, no, no, let me finish. This let is me funneling, finish. But, this is, but this is funneling right to him right. at a rapid pace. They've had, they've had this job for about eight months. What was funnel, what's funneling it? Him? Everything is, is, is fun money funneling it. Is they Joe involved, is Joe's, pre is Joe's presence involved in every major business deal that Hunter was involved right. in? As Andy McCarthy said, Joe was the business. He had the access. Right. Hunter didn't. So Hunter Brian, didn't what? have the reputation. It's leading right there. Brian, what laws did Joe Biden break? If the American people knew. Just answer the question. What, would, what law did he break? What law did he break? Who was president in 2020? Like, like he, I, they, the this, most basic This is thing. the Fox morning show. Fox and Friends hits people at what time? It's like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or something. This is the first people, first thing that Fox viewers wake up to every day. Like, no wonder why these people are so angry when they're waking up to this every morning. But once again, Ducey, what law did he break? No answer. Well, Andy McCarthy said, what, what are you talking about? What are you even talking about? Then here's the moving in the goalposts. Also, you have Kaylee McEnany. She goes on Fox, right? She's by like the way, Fox. who Trump calls milk toast. Like, you know, she like loves Trump. Trump Trump's like mocks her every day. Yeah. Yeah. Trump just ruthlessly mocks her now, even though she did all of his bidding as her press sec as his press secretary for all that time. But she goes, oh, uh, do impeach. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't have to do a crime. You just have, we just have to feel like you maybe did something like, no, you don't need a crime. I mean, come on. What we're listening to is what we call the raising of the bar defense. So Jessica, you said it's no big deal. The Devin Archer testimony. Well, okay. Biden has repeatedly said since the campaign trail, I never spoke to my son about his business dealings. Well, we learned from Devin Archer. He spoke to him 20 times. He was on speakerphone. He attended meetings that the white house told us he was never present at the dealings. 2015 meeting at cafe Milano. So when you say it's not a 
big deal. You're saying it's not a big deal that the president of the United States lies. Then you say, OK, no crime was committed here. Again, you're raising the bar. A crime doesn't have to be committed. Brett, I'm so glad you pointed it out when you do it, because that is the way they deceive their viewers. And, and they do it in a very sneaky way. She didn't say he called 20 times about the business deals. The way she sets it up and says, President Biden said he never interfered with uh, his son's business deals. He called his son 20 times and that was discovered. Okay, I, I speak to my parents a lot of times. Okay, so but you have to make a causal nexus. Did I, do you speak to them about a specific topic? And that's again where I went back to, you know, and I said it somewhat facetiously, but true that they want to bend the space time continuum. And they're like, yeah, April 20, you know, the dates don't matter. It's like, okay, you're complaining of things when Trump was in office. So, so that's Biden's fault. So when you actually put these things to an evidence-based approach, which is what we should all want to do, it falls very quickly. But th what they're relying on, what propaganda relies on, is that we will all get exhausted. What they rely on is that there is no Midas Mighty. There is no MidasTouch.com. There's no Midas Touch podcast. That the way media is done, they rely on, well, you know, is, is, is this large legacy media even going to care? Or are they just going to write the generic story and say, the conservatives say this, the liberals say this. That is what they are relying on. Frankly, and what they do is when you, sorry to interrupt us quickly, what they do is then when you do call it out, like we call it out, they go, look at this extremely leftist biased organization who just wants to attack Trump all the time and is just saying all these bad things about Republicans. Yes, because they're, li they're lying. That's why, because they're liars and you have to call out the liars. And if you want to call me a leftist or whatever you want to call me for that, I mean, be my guest. But we are just trying to find the truth in all of this. And if you actually look at the data and you look at the testimony, when Devin Archer is asked, so did he ever speak about his business dealings one time? Never. Multiple questions the same way. No, 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 no. And then you have Kaylee McEnany get on TV and say that. And you have Donald Trump go on TV and you have him say what he said about Fawny Willis. You have to be able to call it out without fear of backlash from the other side or thinking you're biased. You have to be able to say these people are liars. These people are absolute traitors to the country. Sorry to interrupt then. No, let's. I want to talk about some good news. We we've showed what mag what's going on in MAGA world. I want to talk about this great infrastructure speech that President Biden gave uh, in New Mexico, where he highlighted clean energy initiatives and the Infrastructure Act and the various projects that are now going up. Thousands of projects across the country as a result of the Infrastructure Act. This is, I think, the most important part of the podcast because the contrast is so important, right? As President Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. And politics is about choices. Do I think President Biden is perfect? No. Do I agree with President Biden on everything and the Democrats on everything? No. But do I think that they're a group of serious adults who are addressing issues that matter and that they're talking about jobs and better paying jobs and better paying 
and better working conditions and lowering prescription drug prices and protecting social security and fighting for veterans and students and for trying to fight for equality and trying to protect a woman's right to control her body. Uh, yet the Democrats are focused on those issues. Could we have disagreements about the scope and scale and when and timing and all of these things? That's what a democracy is all about. But it's not about MAGA Republican type people posting fruit snack QAnon posts like that's just that's just not what that, that that's not the game unless it's fascism. That's not what this is about. And so, you know, I want to show you what President Biden had some, I thought, great moments in this speech that he gave in New Mexico. The first one I want to show you is what he had to say about uh, Lauren Boebert, the very quiet Republican lady from Colorado. Play the, play the clip. <laughs> what Arcoza is doing here is part of a much broader clean energy manufacturing. It's going to happen in big cities and rural communities as well. Like in Colorado, where CS Wind broke ground on what will be the world's largest wind tower manufacturing plant. And coincidentally, CS Wind is Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, you know, that very quiet Republican lady. It's in her district, who, along with every other Republican, voted against this bill. And it's making all this possible. And she railed against this passage. But that's okay. She's welcoming it now. When I ran for office, I promised office, I promised to be president for all Americans. Whether you live in a blue state or a red state, I'm going to keep my promise. Like, what else do you want him to do? Do you want him to go up there and be like, jerk off, Jim Jordan is a deranged maniac, you know, and just start talking about like, like, is that what you want? Or do you want him saying in a very calm voice, here's the project that we are delivering for the district. Uh, What is it that you want in your politics? Do you want someone delivering results and speaking calmly and like that? Or, or, Or you want him saying, and the MAGA Republicans are going after my son. Crazy Kushner, in all caps, should be held accountable for his Saudi connections. Exclamate. Is, is that what you want his speeches to be? No, I I want him to say, just like he's doing right now, like, let's talk about what's going on in Alabama with their senator, Tommy Tuberville, who, by the way, is preventing all of these kind of uh, military promotions from taking place because he's absolutely disgusting and claims that uh, there shouldn't give women in the military a right to control their bodies. I mean, that's why he's stopping the promotions of military leaders. Watch what President Biden had to say. Calmly effectively it's what i want in a politician play the clip already we're saving nearly 170,000 new mexico families 30 dollars a month on their internet bills so far we're making investments like this all across the country i just could pause for another second there's a, a distinguished senator from the state of alabama um, who used to be a pretty good football coach and uh, he's railed against this legislation And then I noticed he had a big announcement. Alabama's going to get a billion, $200 million for internet. And I thought, wait a minute. Didn't he rail against that for a long, long time? I was inclined to go down and help him celebrate, but I decided not to. Yeah. I mean, calmly with humor, talking about something serious that, you know, you know, there like you want a maniac. 
Like, like you want a malignant narcissist, me, 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 wow, wow, wow. Like, like, like really? And then finally, I want you to talk about what I want to show you what President Biden was talking about, about wind turbines and also mocking, but in a, in a funny and, and, and high level way, you know, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's thing is like when Donald Trump talks about wind turbines, Donald Trump like hates wind turbines. And that's one of his big things, wind turbines. And he brings that up, how much he hates wind turbines. And then Trump goes like, I hate wind turbines, you know, and, and he does this like ridiculous thing during his speech. Just watch what President Biden says here. Play the clip. That's a key component. You know, you have to have it to hold up those. But you know how long, by the way, I was in eastern Colorado looking at the blades manufacturer. Those blades are 103 yards long, longer than a football field. And by the way, they don't cause cancer. Yeah, that's uh, it's a great line. I mean, you have, you have Trump even as like recent as in the past week or two using the line that windmills somehow cause cancer. It just really shows you just utter buffoonery versus competence. And is President Biden the most exciting person? Is he an entertainer? Is he going crazy out there? No, but he's a competent guy who's getting the job done. And now he's going around the country to speak about the actual, real, tangible impact of his projects, infrastructure projects, by the way, that Trump talked about for his four years. Remember, every week, infrastructure week, infrastructure week, infrastructure week. But President Biden actually got the job done and he is using union labor to do it. And that's why analysts are saying that America is entering a manufacturing super cycle that we have never seen. And America's infrastructure is now the envy of the world. Another major Biden accomplishment that we should definitely highlight today is the PACT Act. It's actually the one year anniversary today of President Biden's signing on the PACT Act. Feels like just yesterday when we were reporting on this, the back and forth of the Republicans who remember back then they lied about the bill and they voted it down and they said there was all this pork at it and they made up this excuse. They ended up voting for the same exact bill anyway once John Stewart came down and sh publicly shamed them to their faces. But they were like, there's pork. We can't vote for this. We can't vote for veterans to be able to get health care for when they were exposed to toxin, uh, bur toxic burn pits. We can't do that for our veterans. These people who wrap themselves in the flag completely tried to screw over our veterans, but President Biden, with a little help from John Stewart, got the job done and ultimately got this across the finish line. The PACT Act extends VA healthcare eligibility to veterans exposed to toxic substances, including Vietnam, Gulf War, post 9-11 eras. All enrolled veterans receive a toxic exposure screening, allowing early detection and intervention. These are the things that Republicans voted against. The law emphasizes research, staff education, treatment, improvement for toxic exposure related issues that extend support to veteran families impacted by toxic exposure related health issues. And I can go on and on and on. President Biden was out there speaking about the PACT Act today, highlighting some of the accomplishments of the PACT Act and some of the real tangible impacts that this has had on our veterans' health and our, the survival of our veterans when they return to this country after combat. I'm going to play a couple of these clips for you in just a few. But before I get into that, I want to say if you're listening to this and if you could benefit 
from the PACT Act, make sure that you go to va.gov slash PACT, P-A-C-T, for more info. There's just a couple days left to apply for these expanded VA benefits. So go there. If you know a veteran who could use this health care, make sure that they go to va.gov slash PACT. Okay, so we have President Biden speaking on the obligation that we have to take care of those we send into harm's way, saying that his administration is working further to further protect veterans from harmful substances come hell or high water. Many obligations as a nation. We only have one truly sacred obligation, and that's to equip those we send into harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home and when they don't. One year ago today, we met that sacred obligation when I signed, after fighting so damn hard for the PACT Act, to sign it into law. I want to thank all the veterans' organizations for helping make that happen, because it matters. The PACT Act is one of the most significant laws ever signed to help veterans exposed to toxic materials and help their families recover, as well as receive compensation. And then Biden spoke about the tangible impacts of the PACT Act, saying that in the first year since the PACT Act was signed, over 340,000 veterans and surviving family members have begun to receive benefits and they no longer suffer the same painful delays and denials. Remember, Republicans voted against this and lied about it. Here's this clip. The PACT Act means today's veterans and their families won't suffer the same painful, frustrating delays and denials. And here's what the law does. It empowers the Veterans Administration, the VA, to move quicker to determine if a veteran qualifies for the benefits of the law. Benefits like monthly disability compensation and regular toxic exposure screenings. It also means new facilities, new research, and more health care workers at VA hospitals. It includes nearly, and one of the veterans raised this to me today, nearly $30 million for new outpatient clinics right here in Salt Lake City. Right here. And for families who have suffered the ultimate loss, it means potential access to life insurance, tuition benefits for their surviving family members, home loan assistance, and monthly stipends, which cannot replace one, bread, one of the breadwinners in their home, but it sure in hell can help. For example, surviving spouse of a veteran who died from toxic illness with two children could be eligible for roughly $2,300 a month for the rest of his or her life. I'm proud to announce that over 340,000 veteran survivors are already benefiting the law just one year after it was signed, including over 2,000 veterans here in Utah. Veterans are getting a- Now compare that to what Donald Trump was saying in New Hampshire about being indicted again. Play this. One more indictment that I think this election's over. One more. No, it's horrible. You get indicted for nothing. Can you imagine a guy? Let's indict my opponent. This, uh, this is a sick, this is a third, this becomes a third world country. The decision is clear, folks. And I wanted to show it side by side like that so you can see the difference. As President Biden says, don't compare him to the almighty, compare him to the alternative. I want to let everybody know too about MidasTouch.com, our new website. Thank you all for making this one of the most viewed 
news sites out there right now, and certainly, you know, one of the best pro-democracy sites out there, go to MidasTouch.com and the ability for us to expand and hire new people and work with new people at MidasTouch.com, that all comes from your generosity. We don't have outside investors like some of these other organizations because we just don't want other people telling us what to do with our content. So while it's perhaps not the greatest business model, Building this brick by brick, I think, is the most authentic and best way to do it. And one of the ways we do it, and we have a lot of fun with it, is through the memberships of our YouTube page with all of the emojis. So I saw somebody comment, we need a dark Brandon emoji. And so I'm going to start this right now, which is the next episode, okay? If we get 400 new memberships starting now, up until the next episode, we will have a dark Brandon emoji when we hit 400. So we will start that competition right now. Um, and you can gift people memberships. You can request to receive memberships as a gift. And it's that dollar sign right in the bottom of the YouTube page. So if you can become a member of our uh, YouTube page. But the most important thing you can do is just share these videos, let people know about the Midas Touch Network, let people know about MidasTouch.com. Between the YouTube and the podcasts and the website right now, this network is everywhere. So you can just text people the website, text them, the YouTube, tell people to check out this pro-democracy content. One of the other ways you can uh, help us out as well and and help support the network is through our Patreon. And Brett, after this, I'm going to do an exclusive short pod on Patreon where I'm going to talk about the growth of the Midas Touch Network, what we're building, what we're looking to build. Um, And I hope we can post that in the next 24 to 48 hours. That'll be exclusive content that will just be on our Patreon and exclusive podcast there. You go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. The Patreon is different than the YouTube memberships. The Patreon gives you early access to the hot takes that we do. We have meetups that we do where people can meet us on Zoom, ask us any questions that they want. The last one we spent about two and a half, three hours answering uh, every single question and meeting all of the Midas Mighty who join. Hundreds of people join, dozens and dozens of questions, and we've answered them all. That's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Don't forget to go to store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear as well, 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. That's store.midastouch.com. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and our audio podcast. It's important that you subscribe to both. It helps with the algorithm. So if you're watching on YouTube, wherever you listen to audio podcasts, just search Midas Touch Podcast, hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. It may take you a total of two minutes to subscribe and leave the five-star review, but it helps this network out so much. Same thing for our audio podcast listeners only. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Help us get to 1.5 million. Then we're on our sprint to 2 million subscribers by 2024. I want to keep building this pro-democracy community that you all built and put together. It's a compassionate, 
intelligent, unapologetically pro-democracy community. And it is an honor and a privilege for me and my brothers and all of our contributors and everybody who works at the Midas Touch Network to be a part of this community that you all created. And we'll keep working our hardest each and every day to make you all proud to be a part of this community. So thank you again from the bottom of our heart. Let's keep working hard to protect, preserve, and defend our democracy. We don't have Jordy Brett, so I'll let you take us out. What an honor. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song We will get it right whenever At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right. Gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.